Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Let's go. They are on the ground over in Davos, Switzerland. Welcome to the late edition and check out the ladies. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the details, but in our WEF Davos coverage, there is a report coming out of Germany, which should come as no surprise to anyone, but a high-priced nocturnal entertainer says that uh, there's quite of business to be had and there's lots of noctur noct uh, female nocturnal entertainers, and I imagine some male ones as well, who have descended on D Davos for, quote, high-powered leaders at the World Economic Forum. This nocturnal entertainer had some pretty interesting things to say. I'll probably cover that in our next episode of BCP Unfiltered. But, I don't know, high-priced entertainers, personal entertainers of the nighttime variety and elitists and powerful people go hand in hand. And by the way, that nocturnal entertainment isn't always age appropriate. Okay, the uh, over in Davos, let me play you a clip real quick of John Kerry saying something very, very interesting and also saying the quiet part out loud. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings. Not even trying to hide it, folks. Saying the quiet part out loud. We are elitists. We are the elites. We are a special kind, a special breed. We are a select group of human beings. Well, we know that that's what it's about, that they think themselves that way. Now, lest someone accuse me of taking something out of context, let me play you the full statement because it's extraterrestrial. Because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, we're able to sit in a room and come together and um, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. Something extraterrestrial about saving the planet. No, folks, once again, these aren't reptilians. That doesn't exist. These people aren't aliens or reptiles or any of that nonsense. They are human beings, flesh and blood. Now, they worship a non-terrestrial being in the form of Satan and his minions and do the bidding to fight against a benevolent God who loves all his children. You can make a case for that. But what a weird choice of words, extraterrestrial. I guess because, I, I don't know, maybe it's like a science fiction movie where they're coming to save the earth because they are a select group of human beings. Let me play the rest of this clip so you have the full context and then I'll tell you what else he said. Because it's not about benevolence. It's about something else. Something that we, we really know what's going on here. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. And, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. 
Perhaps, I don't know if most people, but a lot of people will think that'll fall for that. But we know that this is really just a power play. A power play to have power over people, to give governments more powers, to save the environment because we can't do it individually. So we must give more to these corporations, to these politicians, to governments, more power over us to save the planet. But here's what happened. This is what's being reported. U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry says that despite the nearly trillion dollars committed by global philanthropies for various causes over the last few years, only 2% of this amount goes toward climate action. Probably should tell you something where the elitists are actually not putting their money into climate action. He said Tuesday during a panel session at the World Economic Forum in, in, in Davos that it's estimated from $7.5 billion to $12.5 billion of global philanthropy is directed toward climate action. He, uh, he and others urge philanthropies across the world to come together and contribute more to climate action. More what? More ching-ching-ching, more ching-ching-cheddar, more ching-ching-cheddar for the change in the climate. But here's, here's, here's where, once again, they say the quiet part out loud. So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last year, I learned it as Secretary of State and has since been reinforced in spades, is money, 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 money. I'm reading a transcript here because this, I don't see a video for it. Not that there isn't one, but I haven't found a video for it. This was at a breakout session. He said the word money one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in this transcript. The Lord Almighty took a day off after six, but these greedy people, nope, no seventh word you rest all seven times, money, 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 and the truth has been exposed. Now, one person, I don't want to make say that they're exactly or very similar to President Trump, but we do have another billionaire that appears to be outside of all of this, and he's calling them out for what they are. And I'm talking about Elon Musk. He's gone to Twitter to mock the World Economic Forum and the Davos Summit. There was an article titled, Davos is a grift and a cult, but it's also a bid for global domination. That is, uh, and then Musk responded saying, WEF does kind of give me the willies though. But I'm sure everything is fine with googly eyes. In other words, being sarcastic. World Economic Forum sounds, it kind of does give me the willies though, but I'm sure everything is fine. Hmm. Then he went on to say, Master the Future, by the way, that's their theme, which I've covered. Uh, that's the theme of this year's Davos. Master the Future doesn't sound ominous at all with uh, one of these emojis. How is WF Davos even a thing? Are they trying to be the boss of Earth? Of course they are. It's extraterrestrial. And they are, in the words of Carrie, as he's looking for money, 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 they are a select group of human beings. Welcome, folks, to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. Black Conservative Patriot, or BCP. Appreciate you being here. Please like, share, and subscribe. 
that helps us out a lot. Uh, you'll notice this morning I wasn't I was going to take a break today from wearing uh, a suit, a sport coat, or any kind of uh, more formal. But this shirt it appears because of the pattern in it. When when when, when I put episodes up, I look at them on different platforms, and that's sometimes how we catch things that we don't catch. Uh, and sometimes we fail on that. So I was looking at this uh, on a phone and on another browser, and it, it appears that because of the pattern of the shirt and some resolutions and on some of the devices I looked at, it, it was having like this weird kind of pattern. And, and uh, that's happened before. So I'm wearing a jacket now to cover it. I wonder if you're going to actually see a little bit of a wave pattern in some of the resolutions here around my tie. I don't know. Folks, uh, I want to let you know that we have a sister YouTube channel, The BCP Report, in which my daughter in college, BCP Juniorette, reports the news with no commentary. And very, very interesting episode that went up uh, a few hours ago. Uh, The title is U.S. Crops Contaminated, Here's Why. And also, Juniorette reports on an epidemic that's Uh, taking out children under the age of 14 throughout America. They're dying from poison candy and it's all Joe Biden's fault or a big portion of it's Joe Biden's fault. Make sure you click on the links down below and check out our other show, The BCP Report. And while I'm at it, let me also mention that we have an off-platform show called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch that in one or two places. Go right now, join our community for free, go over to therealbcp.com and watch episode 181. You can also do that by going over to bcpextras.com or checking out our show on Spotify and Apple Podcast, the podcast version of the show. Folks, Joe Biden apparently has been told not to discuss or say anything about the stolen classified documents that he has been hiding. I mean, he really uh, screwed himself when he said, I don't know nothing about this, but my 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 garage is locked and safe and secure or whatever he said. I played that 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 clip in the on the previous episode this morning. Well, President um, Biden today, Tuesday, held a bilateral meeting with Dutch Prime Minister in the uh, Oval Office. Now, during this discussion, the Dutch Prime Minister told Joe Biden that the Netherlands would offer Patriot missiles to Ukraine a day after the top Dutch trade official balked at new U.S. restrictions on exporting chip-making technology to China. So China gets their way, Ukraine gets their way, everyone gets their, their way eventually, except we, the American citizens. So after this little exchange, the reporter started shouting questions at Biden of course, you know what the questions were, but now Biden is just smiling and saying nothing. He's been instructed, Joey, keep your flip flappy flappers shut. I'm sure his attorneys said that, maybe in not those terms, but definitely told them, Joey, shut the hell up, keep your mouth closed. For what?
for some odd reason, Silent Joe finds this very, very amusing. But then again, he must be one of those select group of people and they don't have to answer to us or our supposed representatives as far as getting information. And I'm talking about the fourth branch, the press. Joey thinks it's hilarious as his handlers corral the people away. They treat this guy with kid gloves. But what you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, folks. Uh, it didn't go over as well for Corinne Jean-Pierre as she fielded questions from a CBS News reporter who repeatedly grilled her. To put this in context, let me play you the six times that Corinne Jean-Pierre last Thursday said that the search for the documents had already been concluded on Wednesday prior to last Thursday's press briefing or or uh, press meeting that Corinne Jean-Pierre had with the press on Thursday. The search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the, uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. So last week, six times, Corinne Jean-Pierre was very clear that it was investigated, it was over. Then on Thursday, I think by the end of Thursday, there was more documents. It was 20. And going into the weekend, then it was 25 documents altogether. Well, today, Corinne Jean-Pierre got grilled on it and she got real testy. The person you're going to hear here is CBS's uh, Yijia Zhang wanting clarification about uh, who knew what when. And you're going to see that Corinne Jean-Pierre does not like being questioned, even though she's the press secretary and that's her job to field questions from the press. I want to follow up on Cecilia's question, and sorry if I missed it, but on Friday, did you or did you not know about the additional five I, I already, I literally just answered that question. But I, I, I missed just, it, so is it yes or well, no? Well, I, I mean, you're you're not too far sitting next to her, so I was very clear. I provided, I provided the information that you all had at the time. The information that Corinne Jean-Pierre is referring to is the prepared statement by Joe Biden's counsel on what to say. If you remember, actually, that I had read what the counsel, what, what his legal counsel had released. And then later that day, Corinne Jean-Pierre read the same thing. It was very interesting because I, I think I had covered it in the morning. And by the time I had done the afternoon episode, it was just Corinne Jean-Pierre reading what I had read the previous more uh, that same day, but in the morning. But hey, you got to give it to CBS. She wanted clarification and she wanted an answer of Corinne Jean-Pierre. Very interesting that all of a sudden, no one's letting the Biden administration off the hook. 
at the time and I confirmed. No, I did not know. I'm saying I had the information. I actually said this to Cecilia. I had the information that you all had at the time, right? And so this is why I also said to Cecilia, this is why we are trying to be very prudent here and we're trying to be very consistent and say this is an ongoing uh, legal process. And this is why I say we're just not going to comment from here. That is a perfect example in Cecilia's question. And I was very clear about that. You have to wonder if someone repeatedly has to say, I've been very clear about something to clarify something they've said, then perhaps, just perhaps, just maybe, they haven't been clear at all. And man, I got to give it to the CBS reporter. She goes in for a third time to get an answer. When did you learn about the documents found at the Penn Center in November and in Wilmington in December? When your team was in, was uh, doing a story on it. Got it. Um, because I was also asked a similar question about if our team has been engaged on this. And I've been very clear. This is something that the White House counsel is handling. This is something that uh, is being handled by the president's uh, lawyers and been very clear. That's why we are, this is why we are being prudent here. This is why we're being consistent with what we have done the last two years when it comes to DOJ, Department of Justice investigation. We are just not going to interfere. I love it. After having all kinds of comments with every leaked story to the Washington Post or the New York Times or CNN, always having a comment on Trump, Trump surrogates, January 6th, all of a sudden, no one wants to jump to conclusions. Everyone wants it to play out. Everyone wants things to be patient. Everyone wants everyone to be patient. Isn't that funny? But folks, even Joe Rogan knows what's going on here. There are two things that are going on. One is... They are all turning on Joe. They want him out. They do not want him running in 2024. They want to get him out. Everyone is in on this. From the leftist mainstream media to the controlled opposition media like Fox News. Everyone is in on this. Then the second portion is it's a cover-up because the crimes are even worse than just the documents. It's what was being done with those documents. Joe Biden essentially being a spy as vice president and after being vice president, giving inside access to classified and top secret information to, let's say, nefarious players, most likely from China, Ukraine, and other places. Even Joe Rogan sees this, at least the first part of the cover-up, and because he has a lot of influence, it's very, very strong what he's been saying, opening the eyes of a lot of people about what's really going on here. They're trying to get rid of him. Yeah, that's what yeah. my guess would be. They're trying to get rid of him. If all of a sudden, they're his own aides are sending these instead of like taking these classified documents which you have located yeah. and go well, let's not do that again and locking them up somewhere. His own aides, self-reporting, dude. Come on, that dude. sounds sus. Yes, the new popular word sus, so sus, suspicious, suspicious. I'm sure you figured that out already, but that's what the kids and the cool people are using today. Of course, I know this because I've got kids. All right, folks, let's go over to President Trump talking about the deep state and how he was pummeled, 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 but how he was working for we the people 
to make America great again. And let's compare and contrast that with what's going on right now. So what we have here is Trump on the water cooler with David Brody talking about the well-known deep state, or as Joe Rogan calls them, the people who are behind these suspicious actions. You know, you have to understand, David, when, and, and I explained this to her, too. Uh, I explained to anybody. I was under siege by uh, the fake Russia, Russia, Russia investigation and the Mueller hoax and all of these things. They, I was under siege, and I have to fight back. So some people would say, wow, you know, why is he always fighting? Well, you have to fight. Or you would, I, had a, I fired Comey. I got rid of McCabe and all these people that were so horrible. I mean, just so horrible for our country. And McCabe still is horrible for this country. Please watch this morning's episode if you missed it. I played show and tell. And I told you that McCabe is a lying rat fink bastard. And he still is. He was on the news. He was being questioned. And he was saying that the Department of Justice should tell the GOP House investigating into the handling of these documents by Biden his advice was they, the DOJ should tell the GOP to pound sand, essentially. So these deep state players, because they're never punished, never go away. And that's why President Trump has to always be tough and not always the nice guy. And uh, many of them and many others and many, and, and you know, I'm beating the deep state, I'm fighting the deep state and winning. And you can't just be a real... I think I am a very nice person, but if you were going to win, we have to be tough and we have to fight back. Right. And, you know, again, I was under siege. And I explained that to people. As soon as I explained it, they always agree. I don't know what people that President Trump would have to explain that to. Maybe the, uh, the people, the establishment, soft Republicans, maybe not, not full-on rhinos, but people that like President Trump liked his message, liked what he was doing, but just wanted him to be more of that soft-spoken, nice type of politician. Folks, the reason why many of our friends, family, and neighbors, co-workers, colleagues, etc., who are of the left persuasion don't like President Trump is the many reasons, the reason why we actually and absolutely love and adore President Trump. Because he was tough, because he pushed back and fought back and didn't fold like a wet noodle. He isn't a Romney. He isn't uh, a fake and a softy. He's a New Yorker, and he's a fighter. Uh, you know, and, and illegal siege. Uh, it just came out in Twitter files. You saw that, that the Russia situation was a total hoax, and we knew that anyway. But uh, it was a total hoax, and now they're all admitting it, and they should frankly give back their Pulitzer Awards. They got the Pulitzer Prize for reporting on Russia, and uh, the reporting was exactly the fake news media, the yeah. Washington Post, the New York Times. And the reporting on Russia was actually totally wrong. It was exactly the opposite of the fact. Well, folks, they knew that it was a hoax when they were reporting it. They got their Pulitzers. They got their 15 minutes of fame. They got money, wealth, and other things that come with being part of the deep state or covering for them. But the truth eventually comes out. Now, I have one more clip from that David Brody uh, conversation with President Trump to play you. But right now, I want to interject this news story because the, the truth always comes out. Here is the New York Post reporting. Ex-top 
Intel official Douglas Wise knew Hunter Biden laptop had to be real, but signed disinfo letter anyway. Absolute nuttery. But I tell you, once there's no consequences of them lying and coming out later. They they revel in this. They love the duper's delight of being believed for their lie and then being able to come out later and pretty much say, man, you suckers, you guys fell for it. A former top official who signed onto a letter attacking the Post's bombshell 2020 reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian's information has now admitted he knew a significant portion of the recovered files had to be real, but doesn't regret ex- dismissing the expose. Doug Weiss, a former Defense Intelligence Agency deputy director. Of course, there really is no former. Generally, once you're deep state, you're always deep state. Was one of 51 erstwhile intelligence brass who issued a public letter on October 19, 2020, five days after the Post began a series of reports on the now First Sun's shady overseas business dealings. All of us figured that a significant portion of that content had to be real to make any Russian disinformation credible said Wise, who didn't respond when the Post reached out for an explanation, but found um, his tongue when he spoke to the Australian. All of us figured that a significant portion of that content had to be real to make any Russian disinformation credible. So in other words, even if it were Russian disinformation, it would have to have been based on actual, legitimate, credible information as its basis. In other words... The Hunter laptop was real after all. Wow. Nothing more just to read here, folks. It's just that uh, them admitting that they that he knew the truth all along. But what's very interesting here, all of us figured that a significant portion of that content had to be real. They knew. They knew that it was more than just a significant portion of it. All right, let's uh, get back to this last thing that Trump said about taking on the deep state in this conversation with David Brody. So that's, I mean, basically you have to fight back. And when you fight back, you know, I want to fight to win. I want to win for the country. I want to win for the people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could see a Kellyanne saying, well, he wasn't very nice, but I don't want to be nice. These are people that are thugs. They have very, some very sick and very bad people. And if I fight back, I, it's, you, you don't sound as nice as you should, but we're all winning together. Make America great again. Fighting for we the people. We were all winning. Make America great again. America is great when we're all winning. Not because of some manufactured idea in the woke world of equity and equality. No, there is no equity of results but there's equity and opportunity. And that is what President Trump provided. And that is why black home ownership went up. Black unemployment went down because a rising tide lifts all boats. I can't wait, being cautiously optimistic that is, till we have President Trump win 2024 and... I'll just leave it at that. And in the Oval Office, making America great again. All right, folks, thanks for being here. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hit the notification bell and share the link to this episode across social media. Don't forget to check out our sister channel 
over at the BCP Report and my show BCP Unfiltered over at therealbcp.com. Until the next episode, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.